Because you know there's a handful of people actually run everything. That's true. It's provable. Not it's all about not. control. To them we just cattle. Numbers battling each other while they're creeping in the shadows. Scheming, plotting, clocking your every move. Locked in your mind, brainwashing till it's rocking. Got the population operating as they want them. Symbolically mocking them, thinking nothing can stop them. So open your eyes to the lies of the evil. The poison in the minds and the lives of your people. And every time they lead you down a line to deceive you. And by then, it's always too late to see. Through the veil that they hide behind Cause your third eye is blind Better take a stand We running out of time Ain't nobody coming to save us Fuck what you had in mind Arm yourself with the truth And jump behind the battle line Can we turn it around? Yeah, it's possible Divide the world full But united world This is for the world This is for the masses Attached to the strings Being pulled by puppet masters This is for the youth Searching for the proof Keep on looking for the clues I'll provide you with some truth This is for the ones Waking up from the spell to discover themselves yeah this is for the youth searching for the truth keep on looking for the clues i'll provide you with some proof this is for the world world Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of A Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. I'm your host, James Cordner. Today is February 25th, 2023. And uh, I just wanted to start by, you know, going through the housekeeping, doing a little different format this evening. Uh, no guest. I'm going to be reading The Government, the biggest, uh, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed, the fifth edition. Not all in one sitting, mind you. We'll be breaking this up over the course of a few different uh, few weeks in the future. But tonight we'll just do like part one. So um, next week uh, we won't be doing a Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. We'll be doing Black Pill Digest, and we'll be discussing we'll we'll be discussing the uh, corrupt government indoctrination camps most people know as public school. So look forward to that, and then. As always, I just want to draw attention to the How to Become the True Media Online Technology Skill Sharing Seminar this year. Uh, it's going to be starting on Monday, July 10th, going to Monday, December 11th. And enrollment opens on Saturday, April 1st of this year, 2023. Uh, there's limited space, so get over there and enroll uh, this this course was a great help to me and building my confidence of being able to get on a computer and produce a better quality uh, product of content. And this is not this is for serious people, you know, and also for beginners. So if you think that you don't really know too much about computers, well, that's okay because Mark Passio, who is the uh, host of this seminar, is taking it from square one. He's taking it right from the ground up and he's going to teach you what you need to know. He's going to help you build that confidence. You do the work and he'll be your way shower through this seminar. So go over to how to become the true media.com and uh, bookmark the page and just be ready for April 1st. 
and enroll as soon as you can because if he uh, he's going to close enrollment as soon as all the seats are, are filled. But if he doesn't fill the seats, he'll be closing enrollment on July 4th. So you have between those two dates, April 1st and July 4th, to get your butt over there. Get over there as soon as, as, soon as you can and uh, learn what you got to learn to become the true media because the mainstream media is a bunch of liars and cheats and scam artists who want to do nothing but pump fear and confusion and self-doubt into your brains. So come on over here and learn how to become the true media, where we inspire one another, where we put the truth out and join the fight. So then, of course, as always, we are streaming on many platforms, including the One Great Work Network over at the OneGreatWorkNetwork.com. You can find, uh, you know, you can find just over 70 other content creators. Uh, and man, they are all fantastic. You go over there and search around and, and figure out <laughs> and, and uh, figure out like, you know, what you're into and <laughs> good night, Lily. <laughs> and, uh, you know, explore the content creator page over there and we're streaming there right now. Thanks Aaron Butler for producing for me on the one great work network. Um, each Saturday night, Aaron's a good guy. He's been on the show before. Anyways. Uh, then of course we have the next thing I want to make sure I mention before we get started tonight is the seed five metamorphosis. It's a, uh, a free online conference about the occult, esotericism, freedom, history, philosophy, symbolism, and natural law. It's going to be coming up this year, um, September 23rd and the 24th of this year, 2023, and featuring just, in my opinion, an all-star, all-star list of, of speakers, you know, uh, uh just to go over them, of uh, myself, James Cordiner, I'm going to be doing a presentation there. Douglas Martin, Nate Cap, Mark Passio, Chris Jansen, Will Keller, Brandon Martin, Leslie Powers, Brandon Spencer, Patty Lager, Dorian Greens, Cullen Smith, Dylan McCormick, Mark Devlin, Corey Andrew Lott, Logan Hart, and Sethicus Boza. Um, so thank you very much for Brandon Martin, Nate Cap, the guys over at the Cubby Hole. They uh they they're they're the ones in charge of the seed conferences and and this year why I, I I'm just so honored to be a part of that so thank you very much for the invite and uh yeah it's gonna be an awesome time so go and check that out uh, at um the uh seed uh, man I'm gonna put the link for the website in the show notes I should know that by the off the top of my head but I don't. And that's okay, because we'll we'll figure it out. The link will be in the show notes. So um, I think that, does, yeah, that does it for the housekeeping. And from there, we're just going to go right over to, uh, you know, our, our slideshow this evening. Government, the biggest scam in history exposed by Etienne de la Buisi Squared. Uh, it, the subtitle, How Intergenerational Organized Crime run, uh, Runs the Government, Media, and Academia. This book is... This one in particular is the fifth edition. Um, Etienne was on the show a few weeks back, and he offered to send me a copy of the book. And, well, that came in the mail, and I got the, the new Liberator as long, uh, along with it. And that's a 64-gigabyte flash drive. 
And on that 64 gigabyte flash drive, you can find this, you can find this EPUB and um, I'm going to go over it on the air just like I did over a year ago, but this is the fifth edition. So there's going to be some new stuff in there, some stuff that we've already gone over, but there's also going to be things that we haven't gone over yet. So we're going to explore and uh, hopefully, you know, get to the bottom of some of this, of, of course. So this book, is, this dedication here, this book is dedicated to all the victims of government indoctrination, their victims, and to the few rapidly developing into the many with the courage to speak up and fight back. So yeah, he has a copyright on this book. So he explains it very, very nicely. A copyright, as pointed out by Larkin Rose, is usually an implied threat. Don't copy this or else. But like Larkin, I hope him at the end hopes that anyone who likes this book will buy additional copies from me to help fund our experiment in large-scale uh, cult deprogramming. If someone does copy it without permission, then that alone would not make me feel justified in using force against that person on my own or using government as my proxies. Uh, if someone was uncool enough to sell bootleg copies, then I have no doubt that karma always operating at maximum power in the universe, would kick their ass far more effectively than any government lackey. Like Larkin, I have copyrighted this book primarily so no one else can copyright it and use the violence of the state to prevent me from distributing it. Distributing it. So thank you, Etienne, for, for that. And I'm just going to be using this to share the information herein. So we're going to go over the Fair Use Act disclaimer here. Copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, education, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. And uh, he goes through the fair use definition and pro tip, this book is best read and gifted as a hard copy. I have my hard copy right here. Okay. If you really want someone to spend time with the written work, then paper is the most inviting, impossible to delete, easier on the eyes, and convenient. For a dual-sided printer, select landscape. Print on both sides of the paper and flip on the short side. So it's just directions on how to print your own copies. You can print your own copies if you have the Liberator. So um, sounds to me like he is actually okay with us doing not only this, but making your own just to get the information out. So executive summary of the executive summary. Okay, here we go. Government wasn't designed to protect life, liberty, and property. It is a system, a technique used by intergenerational organized crime to rob and control societies. The only reason anyone believes it is legitimate, desirable, or necessary is because they have been indoctrinated into the belief system from birth through mandatory government schools. Control of private school curriculum through accreditation, scouting, military, police training, and a propaganda system of six monopoly media companies running hundreds of subsidiaries to give the illusion of choice and diversity of opinion. Google, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, Wikipedia, Reddit, Meetup, Discus, 
Netflix, Instagram, Snopes, Yahoo, Spotify, GoFundMe, Sidewalk, Quora, further control the perception of on the DARPA internet by creating a, quote, propaganda matrix that the system is legitimate while distracting the population and censoring, uh, de- de- denigrating the news outlets, websites, documentaries, and videos that are exposing the criminality of the system. The good news, you aren't an American or a Russian or an Israeli just because you were born in one geographical area or another. You are a free and sentient human being who doesn't owe your income or allegiance to any organized crime system using classical textbook, unethically manipulative cult indoctrination techniques on an unsuspecting public. The world is a self-organized system that produces spontaneous order and all the legitimate non-redistributive functions the government performs, such as armed protective services, dispute resolution, which is the courts, roads, mail delivery, schools, and air traffic control could be better provided by the free market, non-profits, mutual aid societies, and real charity, or likely shouldn't be done at all. Voluntarism, i.e. real freedom, has been the biggest secret that has been kept from society and misrepresented by the monopoly propaganda system because it is only it is the only political system that is fair for all. No one gets the, quote, ring of power. No one gets to use violence or extortion on anyone else, not even government. After you free your own mind from what was force-fed you in your youth, then free just five other people, and then we are all free. Hopefully this book and our friends' bundles, Dropbox, flash drives, liberators can help. That's a message from Etienne de la Boise Squared. Thank you. So here we have some quotes from, uh, from some people. Just gonna, we're just going to go right through there. Then we have the table of contents. So preparing the reader. Here we have a meme, an arrow. In order to be effective, truth must penetrate like an arrow. And that is, and that is likely to hurt from Wei Wu Wei. Okay. So this is an important message. For many, especially those who work for the government, police, or serve or have served in the military, what you are going to learn in this book is going to be painful. If you read with an open mind and you are able to take a step back and analyze what you were told as a child about the legitimacy, desirability, necessity, and morality of the government, you are going to discover that you were tricked by mandatory schools, scouting, and multi-trillion dollar control of perception program of monopoly media and algorithmic censorship on the DARPA internet. Just like this author was for decades into supporting a system based on lies, propaganda, indoctrination, extortion, and violence. The reward comes in knowing the truth because the truth shall quite literally set you free. To admit that one was wrong is to declare that you are wiser now than you were before. A quote from Leonardo da Vinci, there are three classes of people. Those who see, those who see when they are shown, and those who do not see. An introduction to the book. Techniques for controlling populations have been developed and honed by monarchies, despots, 
tyrants, and, quote, democratic governments for centuries. The U.S. government today does not remotely resemble or respect the ideals of the original republic, which the government school system still celebrates and pretends exists. It parallels the same system used to control the tax slaves slash actual slaves in Nazi Germany, the Soviet Union, and East Germany, as a matter of fact. In addition to sharing mechanisms of control and indoctrination, these governments are all illegitimate because it is impossible to delegate rights you don't have personally to representatives. For example, if you don't have the moral right to coerce money from your neighbor and redistribute it to, uh, uh, it to others, then you can't delegate that right to a representative, even if the majority agrees. Voting can't change morality. And just because the mob wants to lynch black folks or rob Peter to pay Paul, it doesn't mean those actions are legitimate by virtue of the majority outnumbering its victims. Unfortunately, using violence to rob and control society is organized crime. And the control system known as government has always been used to fleece the population. Those in power have tended to use the same techniques throughout history. They control educational institutions and the media to perpetuate propaganda and indoctrinate the pseudo-religion of statism into children. Statism is the propagandized belief in the necessity, desirability, and legitimacy of government. It is a mind-controlled technique and pseudo-religion because there is no such thing as government. You can't go to Washington, D.C. or your Mecca and touch government. You can touch buildings and people, but government is just an idea. It is a supernatural entity that promises to make the world a better place, to feed the poor, to protect the weak, and to, prov and to provide for your retirement. It can even raise wages and lower prices at the same time. Is there nothing the state can't do? Pursuant to government power, free children are brought up in mandatory schools believing that because they were born on this, this side or that side of an imaginary line, they call it a border, they are American or Canadian, for example, and by virtue of where they were born, now owe half their income in overt and covert taxes and inflation to organized crime using well recognized and unethically manipulative cult indoctrination techniques and propaganda on them. Some cult members are so mind-controlled they even shave their heads, wear costumes, and murder whomever the cult leaders tell them to or lock peaceful people in for-profit prisons for victimless crimes. The idea that Americans are free when they are forced to pay as much as half their income in overt taxes, covert taxes, and inflation while putting up with the government's myriad rules, regulations, monopolies, and licensing schemes borders on lucrous. Ludicrous. Uh, <laughs> Americans are victims of a multi-trillion dollar con game through which they have been indoctrinated and secretly propagandized into an artificial belief system that teaches them to be taxpayers and some to be order followers to kill and enforce on their fellow tax slaves. It is a system based on lies, 
brainwashing, propaganda, and the immoral, poisonous idea that some people can be delegated the authority to rule others. The acceptance of the, the legitimacy of authority is the acceptance that you are a slave and must obey a master. The difference between a free man and a slave is that slaves can uh, is that slaves can't say no. Real freedom, the alternative that is often paid lip service but rarely offered in government schools. It amounts to no masters, no slaves. One of the biggest secrets kept from the public or government school children is that the world is a self-organized system that produces spontaneous order and that all these services provided by government from protection to roads to charity can be better supplied by voluntary interaction, the free market, and genuine charity. Freedom doesn't guarantee utopia, but is the mo- but it is the most moral alternative that unleashes the creativity and capital creation mechanisms of the market. Voluntarism slash anarchism are social movements that reject the artificially indoctrinated belief system of statism in favor of true freedom and voluntary interactions between free people. It is the most moral and principled of all the political systems in, in that it recognizes natural law versus frequently immoral and illogical government law, i.e. the politician scribbles, and honors the non-aggression principle, the NAP, the NAP, which I kind of want to go take one, which posits that no individual or group of individuals has the right to initiate violence and coercion against other human beings who are not aggressing against them. In other words, live and let live unless somebody is threatening your life or property. All other political philosophies, such as socialism, communism, monarchy, democracy, constitutional republicanism, etc., allow a ruling class to engage in violence and coercion against the majority. Though these systems may even allow elections where the winning party becomes entitled to rob everyone in society to enact its stated political goals, Elections amount to ritualistic theater, especially when they only represent the major, a minority of the eligible voters and the winner is outnumbered by citizens who didn't vote at all. In addition to the travesty that occurs when majority rule tramples the right of the minority, elections are also easily rigged and controlled by moneyed interests to offer the illusion of control to the tax slaves who are ignorant or willfully ignorant of the big con. Here we're going to go over 20 plus techniques used by the intergenerational organized crime to create the culture of slavery slash tax slavery and how it manifested in each time and place. We're going to use four examples throughout history. Those four are going to be Nazi Germany, the U.S. government, uh, Soviet Union or slash Russia and East Germany. So we're going to start by pointing out the flag. And the flag is an artificial indoctrinated holy symbol. Flags evolved from war banners that war parties uh, carried in battle. Symbolically, they are the same as the colors of Crips, Bloods, and other gangs. 
Today, flags are used by organized crime governments to indoctrinate populations into the local flavor of statism as a pseudo-religious artificial holy symbol. In the U.S., children are forced to pledge their allegiance with their hands over their hearts, starting in kindergarten and mandatory schools. Cub Scouts, Boy Scouts, military academies, and police-slash-military training further reinforce this artificial reverence with artificial solemn rituals, how the holy flag should be folded, carried, saluted, buried, and ultimately revered. The military and police manipulatively weave the flag into burial ceremonies so relatives associate the flag with their deceased loved ones. Organized crime's uh, media system reinforces this religiosity by producing uh, product plate by product placing the flag into hundreds of movies and television shows that become painfully obvious in this short video showing 469 product placements in just 12 Michael Bay movies. Oh, what's that? We have that? Okay, let's watch it. We're going to go over the Fabian Society in a minute, but we don't have to really have the sound on, I guess, but well, let's watch it.
I never even turned my thing back up. Shit. Whoops. Uh, let's go back. My bad. Uh, Hollywood propagandists frequently use a technique called anchoring where they created a moment of high uh, positive emotion like Matt Damon escaping Mars in The Martian and then anchor that exhilaration to the flag by immediately cutting to people on Earth waving American flags or waiting for a player to score a touchdown and then cutting to the flag or, or to the military, police, personnel celebrating in the audience. The NBA has added the flag to their backboards to anchor the exhilaration of a goal and the NFL to helmets where players are forbidden to remove them. All four of these governments, they uh, all four of them, Nazi Germany, our U.S. government, Soviet Union uh, from Russia and East Germany, all republics. Uh, constitutions and bills of rights. Most governments deceive that there is a social contract between the people and the government, organized crime, uh, under which the people are guaranteed certain rights. But the organized crime governments always break these agreements. And there is really no agreement at all since these one-sided contracts are simply forced on the populations. Ultimately, even the most oppressive governments pretend to have constitutions and declarations of rights abolitionist and legal theorist lysander spooner completely decimated the moral and legal legitimacy of the u.s constitution in 1867 with no treason the constitution of no authority whose arguments uh, are just as relevant today so the constitution of the german reich usually known as the uh, the Weimar Constitution was the constitution that governed Germany from 1919 to 1945. It had all kinds of guaranteed rights, assembly, freedom of religion, press, etc. All of them ignored. Uh, the U.S. government, the idea that you owe up to half of your income to the government in overt taxes, covert taxes, and inflation, all because hundreds of years ago, a couple dozen slave owners, politicians, and lawyers on a continent of 3 million people wrote down on a piece of paper uh, that they alone get to make up rules for everyone and steal the wealth of others is not credible. The U.S. government constantly ignores its own Bill of Rights. So Soviet Russia, the Stalin Constitution... Adopted December 5th, 1936, Article 125 of the Constitution guaranteed freedom of speech of the press and assembly. All ignored. And then in East Germany, draft of the East German Constitution, March 1949. Article 8 guaranteed personal liberty. Inviolability of one's dwelling personal effects, and papers. All ignored. Mandatory government schools employing the Prussian education uh, model of education. Such schools were developed specifically and openly to indoctrinate obedience and fealty to king, country, and government. The new education must consist essentially uh, in this, that it completely destroys freedom of will, in the sale which it undertakes to cultivate and produces on the contrary strict necess necessity in the decisions of the will, the opposite 
being impossible. From Johann Fichte, architect of the Prussian system. If that that quote is in addresses to the German nation, published 1807. Uh, the government's mandatory school system appears to have three hidden curriculums. One being statism, which is teaching students that government is legitimate, moral, necessary, and desirable before they are old enough to evalu evaluate the logic and morality of the claim while using unethically um, manipulative cult indoctrination techniques. So, so like the common prayer of the Pledge of Allegiance and National Anthem, Prussian model of education, government-affiliated scouting programs, and JROTC. Focus on presidents, like the, the presidents are the popes. Class trips to Washington, D.C., which is this, the, which is the Mecca, where the children are taken into the cathedrals of the capital and the temples to see the deities and holy documents. The second one of the three being obedience. Uh, subtle techniques that forever condition children into obedience to authority and submission to government, like drill bells, walking in lines, active shooter drills, requiring permission to use restrooms, assigned seating, warrantless searches, public shaming, collective punishment, the red, yellow, and green, quote, troublemaker boards, and socialization of the monopoly police through school, quote, resource officers, and the D.A.R.E. program. <sighs> uh, debilitation would be the third of the three um, techniques there, the hidden curriculums. So debilitation, the mandatory mercury and aluminum-laced vaccines, ADD slash ADHD medications, fluoridated water in the water fountain, and glyso, uh, glyphosate soaked in GMO garbage food in the cafeteria. And all four of the aforementioned uh, governments, they all, they all adopted these uh, hidden curriculums there. They all employed them. Okay. Mandatory government schools employing the Prussian education, um, Prussian model of education. Um, so the whole function of the, of, so we're going to start with Nazi Germany. And this is uh, Bernard Rust, 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 uh, who was the minister of education in Nazi Germany. He said, the whole function of education is to create Nazis. Adolf Hitler said, he alone who owns the youth gains the future. Moving along to the U.S. government, uh, the U.S. government's mandatory schools adopted and used the socialist Bellamy slash Nazi salute until 1943, at which point the crimes of the National Socialist Nazi Party of uh, Party in Germany became apparent. <clears throat> Diet injections and injunctions, uh, schooling uh, ED will will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. From Bertrand Russell, Fabian Socialist and Eugenicist, writing in The Impact of Science on Society. Okay, let's take a break from the... Uh, from the presentation at the moment, and let's go over to 
the Brave browser here, and we're gonna take a look at the. Uh, we're gonna take a little brief look about you know the truth about the Fabian Society, and I want to point out first of all, I really want to point out this, and we're gonna look at we're, we're gonna look at the uh, the bottom half on the other page, but note the the two gentlemen. Uh, hammering down on that glowing, like, uh, orange-yellowish orb there. It's on the uh, anvil, and they're hammering it down, okay? And in between them looks to be uh, looks to be a, a shield, right? And that is the, the, um, the symbol there is a wolf in sheep's clothing, okay? So this is... This is for the Fabian socialist, uh, the Fabian socialism. So the Fabian society, excuse me. So uh, we're going to go over what they are all about. So the truth about the Fabian society. And this was written by, man, I can't read that guy's name. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But it looks like his name is like Iowan uh, Reishu. But it was written on October 8th, 2020. Um so, so refuting the the conspiracy deniers by the Fabian conspiracy is a fact. Okay, um, conspiracy is an agreement between several parties to engage in conduct that is either unlawful or morally reprehensible. It is an undeniable fact that conspiracies exist. In a Fabian socialist context, the term conspiracy originated with the conspirators themselves. It was freely used by early Fabians like H.G. Wells, the, who wrote The Open Conspiracy, and their close collaborators. Lenin and other Russian communist leaders who enjoyed warm relations with the Fabians were so fond of it that they carried on referring to their party as conspiratorial long after they had seized power. Indeed, as as amply shown by numerous critics, Fabian socialist uh, strategy and tactics fit the accepted definition of, excuse me, <laughs> uh, Fabian socialist strategy and tactics fit the accepted definition of conspiracy. Historically, the Fabian society has seen itself as an elite group that uses stealth as a means to establish socialism, i.e., nationalization, abolition of private property, and total state control over society. Ramsey MacDonald, uh, an early Fabian, Labour Party ideologue, and future Prime Minister of Britain, wrote that the state must, quote, feel and think for the whole of society. Leading Fabians like H.G. Wells and uh, G.B. Shaw uh, were great admirers of totalitarian regimes, uh, such as communist Russia, to which they maintained close relations and which they regarded as, quote, applied Fabianism and a, quote, new civilization to be emulated by Britain and the world. Unsurprisingly, Fabians have been accused of advancing communism under the guise of, quote, social democracy. So what do conspiracy deniers have to say in their defense? Venetia Singh assistant editor of the Fabian Society, writes in Fabian Review, 
quote, as an overview, most Fabian conspiracies have right-wing undertones. They tend to be backed by very few facts and are fueled instead by a staunch opposition to socialism. Websites also lay out, in immense detail, how the Fabian society influences multinational corporations or how it represents the financial interests of global institutions such as the United Nations. The theorists extrapolate from information found on the society's own website that we once had 200 members sitting in the House of Commons is turned into evidence that we, quote, write labor's policies, statements, manifestos, and party programs. For instance, facts can be manipulated to suit warped versions of the truth. So to begin with, despite acknowledging uh, that Fabian influence has been documented in great detail, it is clear that the above writer has little interest in examining the evidence. She begins her defense by implying that socialism is beyond reproach and that even the slightest criticism of it should be condemned and suppressed by all means available, including by labeling critics, quote, uh, right-wing and conspiracy theorists. Needless to say, such tactics fail to... Uh, exculpate the Fabians. Facts can be manipulated, but the facts themselves remain what they are, and the facts, not extrapolations uh, and warped versions of them, ought to be the focus of the debate. The fact is that Fabians were instrumental in the founding of the Labour Party as a means of exerting influence on public policy and achieving their goal of establishing socialism. In their own words, they thought of themselves as labor's brainworks and as the thinking machine of British socialism. They wrote labor's constitution, manifestos, and policy papers. Sidney Webb, a founder and leader of the Fabian Society and member of the Labor Executive Committee, co-authored the New Constitution of the Labor Party, uh, also Labor and the New Social Order, uh, which was adopted as Labor's manifesto, and War Aims of Labor, among other papers. Um, from inception, the labor MPs were members of the Fabian Society. Labor leaders and prime ministers in particular were current on former members, Keir Hardy, Arthur Henderson, Ramsey MacDonald, Clement Attlee. The society did have a large number of members in the House of Commons as recently as 1997 and still does. With one or two exceptions, the last Labour governments under Fabian, Tony Blair, and Gordon Brown, uh, well, for, they reigned from 1997 to 2010, they consisted of Fabians. The same is true for the current Labour Party, where Fabians hold all the key positions. Keir Starmer, which is who's the party leader, Angela Rayner, Deputy Leader, uh, uh, Annalise Dodds, Shadow Chancellor Lisa Nandy, who's the Shadow Foreign Secretary, Nick Thompson-Simmons, Shadow Home Secretary, and dozens of others. Um, let's see. Let's scroll down a little bit. As in the U.S. Britain, blah, 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 blah. So you get the idea. They're, they're kind of just a, a shadow organization, it seems like, and they, are, they, are, they have their own agenda there. So um, we'll go back here. And... So, uh, moving on to Soviet Russia here, education is a weapon. So, Joseph Stalin said, education is a weapon whose effect depends on who holds it in his hands and who and at whom it is aimed. 
And Karl Marx is quoted as saying, the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without a mother's care shall be in state institutions. Uh, and in East Germany, no quotes, but just some, some uh, info. When children entered the classrooms at the beginning of each day, almost every teacher would ask the pupils, uh, are you willing? Which was responded by always prepared. Every class had a class council with a sitting president and a vice president who indoctrinated and hab uh, habituated um, their fellow stu students into statism. Okay, so uh, youth programs to teach citizenship, blind obedience, and state slash flag worship. To this day, the Prussian education model is used on children as the first level of indoctrination. Government-affiliated scouting programs are the second level, at which point children receive awards. These uh, scouting programs are Cub Scout Adventure, Loops, Boy Scout Merit. Oh, well, the awards at the at these uh, scouting programs, I guess, are the Cub Scout Adventure Loops and Boy Scout Merit Badges, etc. For learning and demonstrating their conditioning, duties as a citizen, reverence for or slash worship of the flag, pride, and uniform, uh, obedience to hierarchical command over co uh, conscience and basic morality, and other techniques that ultimately produce order followers willing to kill upon orders from the state. In the U.S., the Boy Scouts of America has been funded in recent years by banks, cartel companies, and defense contractors dependent on fractional reserve banking, government monopolies, mandatory vaccines, and government contracts, including ba uh, including banks, the J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, U.S. Bank. Uh, the cartel companies would be Verizon, and they do the warrantless wiretapping. Monsanto, chemical weapons, toxins, and food supply. And the vaccine makers are Abbott, Merck, Pfizer, Pfizer, Eli Lilly, and uh, mercury-laced vaccine preservative Thimerosal. Um, the defense contractors would be GE, uh, who also owns NBC, Dow Chemical, Lockheed Martin. Every single one of these companies has been convicted of a felony or has paid criminal penalties for wrongdoing. Recent national presidents uh, have included Randall Stevenson, who is the former CEO of Defense and Intelligence Agency contractor and warrantless wiretapper, AT&T. He's also a Council on Foreign Relations member. Uh, Robert Gates, who's a former CIA Secretary of Defense. He's also a Council on Foreign Relations member, reported Bilderberg att uh, attendee in 2011 in violation of the Logan Act, and reported Bohemian Club speaker. And Norman, Norman Augustine, CEO of defense contractor Lockheed Martin, co-founder of CIA investment fund InQtel, and also a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Notice a pattern there, folks. He's a, also this uh, Norman Augustine character is also a Bohemian Club member. Um, honorary vice presidents include George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Barack Obama. 
So youth programs over the years in all these republics, you had the Hitler Youth, of course. We just went over the Boy Scouts of America uh, in Russia. You had the Russian Youth, uh, yeah, Russian Young Pioneers. And in Germany, East Germany, you had the East German Young Pioneers. Uh, the youth programs to teach citizenship, blind obedience to hierarchical authority over conscience and basic morality and state flag worship in Nazi Germany, uh, the Hitler youth, these boys and girls, uh, these boys and girls enter our organizations at 10 years of age and often for the first time get a little fresh air. After four years of the young folk, uh, they go on to the Hitler youth where we have them for another four years. And even if they are still not complete national socialists, they go to labor services, they go to labor service and are smoothed out there for another six, seven months. And whatever class consciousness or social status might still be left, um, the Wehrmacht, which is the German armed forces, will take care of that. It's an explanation from Adolf Hitler himself. So moving on to the U.S. government, we have the Boy Scouts of America. The scouting program is steeped in statism. Uh, Baden-Powell himself was an authoritarian whose vision of the his fledging program, uh, fledgling program was to train boys in militaristic fashion with the virtues that militaries focus on and foster. Quote, a scout is loyal to the king and his subordinates, Baden-Powell wrote, he must stick to them through thick and thin against anyone who is their enemy or who, or who even talks badly of them. Unsurprisingly, unquestioning and submissive obedience is another scout law Peyton Powell created. A scout obeys orders without question. Even if he gets an order he does not like, he must do as soldiers and sailors do. He must carry it out all the same because it is his duty. Okay, uh, moving on to the Russian young pioneers, Vlad Vladimir Lenin All Union Pioneer Organization. To be accepted as a pioneer, each child had to promise, in the presence of my comrades, I solemnly promise to love and cherish my motherland passionately, to live as the great Lenin bade us, as the Communist Party teaches us, and as required by the laws of the young pioneers of the Soviet Union. So, the East German young pioneers used to indoctrinate children as members of a new socialist society. Both the young pioneers and the free German youth were imposed by authorities to attack religious beliefs and, ultimately, divide children from their families and many of their values. Kids were forced to join if they wanted to have any chance of being accepted into institutions of higher learning. Youth programs to militarize children. These are the subset of the main program. Uh, explorers in the U.S. Boy Scouts, so to, uh, for instance, in which some children are militarized and indoctrinated to accept hierarchical command and control more obedience to authority, military training, flag worship, pride of uniform, and obedience to federal, quote, authorities, among other submissive qualities. 
Every branch of the military has its own military explorer program and reported 500,000 kids participate in explorers, JROTC, Young Marines, and Department of Defense Starbase. Dun, dun, dun. You can hear the laser the laser guns now. Pew, 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 Starbase. Anyways, uh, law enforcement explorers condition kids starting in sixth grade into accepting government monopoly pol- uh, policing with ride-alongs, meetings, and uniforms. In 2001, it was reported that there were almost 2,000 posts and 32,000 14 to 21-year-olds participating. From my review of the curriculum, there is no discussion on the morality of incarcerating overwhelmingly peaceful people for victimless crimes. The for-profit prison system or living off money stolen at the point of a gun. Federal and military involvement includes uh, academy programs run by the FBI, DEA, Secret Service, Border Patrol, and military police. A 2011 L.A. Weekly investigation revealed that the Law Enforcement Explorer program alone had over 100 incidents of participating police officers engaging in sex with par- with participants, with the overwhelming majority being underage. So, again, at the bottom here, some r- recognizable names uh, for these uh, youth programs intended on militarizing children. We have... In Nazi Germany, the Hitler Youth, the U.S. government, the Boy Scouts of America, slash explorers, slash young marines, slash JROTC. The Soviet Union had the the Komsomol. East Germany had the Free German Youth Movement. Okay, let's go into depth a little bit into these youth programs. The Hitler Youth, Hitler created the Hitler Youth because, as he believed, quote, the weak must be chiseled away. I want young men and women who can suffer pain. Part of the boys' training was to part uh, was to part of their military athletics. It included marching, bayonet drills, grenade throwing, trench digging, map reading, gas defense, use of dugouts, uh, how to get under barbed wire, and pistol shooting. In the U.S. We have the Boy Scouts of America. The Boy Scouts of America Explorer Program is now working with the Department of Homeland Security, U.S. military, and individual police forces to train hundreds of thousands of kids and instill them with, uh, instill in them the glory of being a government enforcer and serving in the Empire's armies of occupation. Over 500,000 U.S. kids in junior ROTC with the military running dozens of public high schools, including eight in Chicago alone. Young Marines and DOD Starbase pew, 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 programs uh, target elementary and middle school kids under the guise of STEM education. All right, we're going to take a break from, from, uh, from the presentation here. We're going to go back to our Brave browser. I want to check out this article. I... Got this article. It's from, you know, the most trusted name. We got this article from the New York Times. So this is from, this was, this is from uh, December 11th, 2022. Thousands of teens are being pushed into military's junior ROTC programs. In high schools across the country, students are being placed in military classes without electing them on their own. You know? And to quote one of the parents, the only word I can think of is indoctrination. 
So this Detroit, Michigan, on her first day of high school, Andrea Thomas looked over her schedule and found that she was enrolled in a class with an unfamiliar name, J-R-O-T-C. She and the other she and other freshmen at Pershing High School in Detroit soon learned that they had been placed into the Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps, a program funded by the U.S. military designed to teach leadership skills, discipline, and civic values, and open students' eyes to the idea of a military career. In the class, students had to wear military uniforms and obey orders from an instructor who was often yelling. Ms. Thomas said, but... Um, but when several of them pleaded to be allowed to drop the class, school, admi- school administrators refused. They told us it was mandatory, Ms. Thomas said. JROTC programs taught by military veterans at some 3,500 high schools across the country are supposed to be elective. And the Pentagon has said that requiring students to take them goes against its guidelines. But the New York Times found that thousands of public school students were being funneled into the classes without ever having chosen them, either as an explicit requirement or by, or by being automatically enrolled. A review of JROTC enrollment data collected from more than 200 public records requests showed that dozens of schools have made the program mandatory or steered more than 75% of students in a single grade into the classes, including schools in Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Oklahoma City, and Mobile, Alaska. Uh, a... or... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, I don't know. A vast majority of schools with those high enrollment numbers were attended by a large proportion of non-white students and those from low-income households, the Times found. Um, So we can go back to the presentation. That's enough of that information. And we can continue reading. So, you know, that's very recent. That's a very recent example, though. To go goes to show you, um, the Komsomol in Soviet Russia. The Komsomol included indoctrination through social work and sport, com, uh, communal living, and red christenings, and books and cinema. In addition to taking part in various military physical education drills, children were also required to have the ability to assemble and disassemble an AK-47 in under thirty seconds. The East Germany Free German Youth Movement. East German young pioneers graduated into the Free German Youth Movement, which included military training. Meetings were uh, normally scheduled so that they overlapped with Catholic ceremonies and gatherings. This was the consequence of an effort to veer young minds away from the religious morals and customs that may have worked against communist war tactics. Um, uh, let's go on to the pledges and oaths that are forced on kids. Thousands and thousands of repetitions are required in mandatory government schools and government-sponsored youth programs from a young age. While U.S. children can sit down for the pledge, peer pressure and the authority of government school teachers and scoutmasters ensure conformity um did each of these four republics have their own pledge or oath yes all four of them did 
the the Hitler Youth Pledge of Allegiance was we carry the flag forward into the battle of the youth. It stands and is raised and blazes to the heavens like fire in the sky. We are sworn to be true to the flag for all eternity. Whosoever shall desecrate the flag will be cursed for all eternity. The flag is our belief in God, people, and country. Whoever seeks to destroy it must first take our lives and prosperity. We care for the flag as a mother cares for her child. The flag is our future, our honor, and the source of our courage. Uh, the U.S. Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So the Soviet Union uh, oath or whatever was I, then you would state your own name, Having now joined the ranks of the Vladimir Ilyich Lenin All-Union Pioneer Organization in the presence of my comrades, solemnly promise to passionately love my fatherland and to cherish it as I can, to live, study, and fight as the great Lenin has instructed, as the Communist Party teaches me, and as to always carry out the laws of the pioneers of the Soviet Union." All right, let's go over to East Germany. What are they saying? Ernest Thalman is my model. I promise to learn to work and to fight as Ernst Thalman teaches. I will follow the rules of the Thalman pioneers. True to our greeting, I am always ready to support peace and socialism. How's that working out? All right. Military and police are artificially glorified and celebrated. Oh my God, are they? Are they in each four? Each of these four? Yes, they are. In the U.S. government, in the U.S., the government, the propaganda system, and affiliated cartel companies promote this, uh, the sanctity of the military with preferred parking, discounts, priority boarding at the airport, ceremonies at stadium events, etc., these benefits and rituals promote militarism, so the slaves are propagandized to worship the enforcers. Often, these perpetuating the, those perpetuating these practices and delusions believe in them wholeheartedly themselves. In the soldiers' defense, many join the military with the best of intentions and are awake to the criminality of how they are being used. But sadly, they do not leave. So, yeah, Nazi Germany, this image uh, there shows the military being celebrated before a soccer game in Nazi Germany. Of course, we all know, I mean, you watch any any sporting event, any of the bread and circuses here in the United States, the government has been caught paying professional sports teams over $53 million to include pro-military, pro-government messages during their game-slash-circuses. Um, the media propaganda system, which is the news, film, and television, portrays the military as heroic for invading and occupying foreign lands in wars based on lies and manufactured intelligence. Did they do this over in Soviet Union, Russia? Yeah, they did. You know they did. Every 9th of May is Victory Day in Russia and celebrates Russian military victories. 
It normally includes a grand spectacle showcasing the newest weapons in the nation's arsenal. Huh. Maybe it's on the 9th of May because it's like just over a week after the end of the season of Sacrifice. Huh. All right. Well, moving on to East Germany. Did they do it there too? Yeah, they did it there. You know they did. It's almost like they were all use they all used the same techniques, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Moving on. Oh, let's check out some political rallies. Political rallies use spectacle. They use uh, neuro-linguistic programming speech techniques. The use of the artificially indoctrinated holy symbol of the flag. Slogans and propaganda. And often participants who are paid slash bust in to give the illusion of grassroots support slash popularity for tell a vision cameras while conditioning individuals into groupthink and the common prayer of statism using similar techniques as religious revivals. You got Donald Trump out there going, Ooh, you praise me, you praise me. And then he goes and touches them and the guy falls over. Oh, you know, like you see on those. Never mind. Never mind. Anyways. Um, Political politician worship. The participants frequently engage in worship of the artif- uh, artificially created slash promoted political leader or savior, not understanding that the organized crime system is leveraging knowledge of human psychology to exploit most, but not all, uh, humans' biological desire for a leader or father figure and inclusion in the artificially created tribe or i.e. country. It's like we say all the time here, you know, these people are masters of psychology. They know how to exploit you, but we're here to gain the intellectual self-defense that's needed to put a stop to these psychos. Uh, Use of propaganda. Oh boy. The government conspiracies with the entertainment industry to sell the population on nationalism and the legitimacy of the tax slavery system. As with militarism, many of those perpetuating these ideas believe them too. Much is subtle. Countless movies and tell-a-vision shows support the, quote, legitimacy of government and the status quo, modeling behavior on how the public is supposed to behave in certain situations like court or police encounters. Good-looking, ripped government employees, uh, you know, from... FBI, CIA, DEA, ATF, P, the uh, President of the United States, uh, FWS, the military, the police. These guys are always, you know, they always look like, you know, the hero and they always save the day. You know, product placement of the U.S. flag and militarism abounds in Hollywood's content and is often directly sponsored and influenced by the government agencies. Uh The Nazi party established a film division as early as 1930. Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels appointed himself a patron of the German film uh, and promoted escapism, exercised censorship over news, and funded films that showed the Nazi party in positive light, distributed, quote, people's receivers radios, limited in range to not only receive Nazi not foreign broadcasts, which were outlawed. 
So they weren't allowed to watch anything or hear anything but the Nazi stuff. <sighs> the U.S. government, zero dark 30. I actually know a guy that uses that. Oh, I gotta wake up at zero dark 30, he would say. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Anyways, CIA and Department of Defense have direct involvement in 800-plus major movies and 1,000-plus television shows. Examples are like Argo and Zero Dark Thirty and others project uh, and others project a fa- project a false reality. NPR and public television is also used to distract and deceive. Product placement of the American flag, anchored to moments of high positive emotion, is found in movies like The Martian or every Michael Bay film. We already went over that a little earlier, but it's okay. Um, Soviet Russia. Uh, the main Soviet censorship body, which was pronounced like Glavlet, I don't know, I don't speak Russian, was employed not only to eliminate any undesirable printed materials, but also, quote, to ensure that the correct ideological spin was put on every published item. In the Stalin era, Deviation from the dictates of official propaganda was punished by execution in labor camps. Only two permitted news organizations, Pravda, which means in English truth, and Evistia, which means the news. I hope I did a good job on that. Is Vistia? I don't know. Uh, and then the Stasi in each in East Germany. One Stasi propaganda film targeting kids, The Sun Always Lives, showed children as young as five in miniature tanks. At the end of the film, a live shell from one of the mini tanks hits a wall. At this point, the voiceover in the film says, show your soli- uh, soldierly face uh, for the socialist fatherland as these brave warriors do. Go over the use of manufactured news over in surreptitious control of publishers, editors, and reporters creates an artificial reality. Uh, In the U.S., six monopoly news and entertainment companies running hundreds of subsidiaries, subsidiaries give the illusion of choice, while Bilderberg attendees, members of the Council on Foreign Relations and Trilateral Commission members hold the key hold key editorial uh, positions at major wire services, networks, and newspapers. About two to three dozen new, new media companies funded to consolidate their competition to control search, social media, comments, fact-checking, and news on the DARPA internet. Did Nazi Germany employ such techniques? Yes, they did. Uh, censoring newspaper newspapers ensures that only the news you want people to read is available to the public. October 1933, new law made editors responsible for the for infringements of government directives. Clause 14 obliged editors to exclude anything quote calculated to weaken the strength of the Reich. Treason to spread false uh, news or rumors. And uh, many publications banned, uh, such as in 1933, there were 4,700 daily newspapers, uh, 3% controlled by the, the Nazi party. 
944, there were only 997 daily newspapers. And uh, I think this was, say, 1944. There were only 997 daily newspapers, 82% of which were controlled by the Nazi party. So to the radio in in Nazi Germany, uh, number one, the People's Receiver, which is the limited range in order to only hear Nazi broadcasts, could not pick up foreign broadcasts. All news broadcasts came through the Nazi Office of Propaganda. Between 1932 and 1939, the number of families with radios rose from 25% to 70%. Goebbels described radio as the, quote, as, a, quote, the spiritual weapon of the totalitarian state. So we could, uh, we could go over that slide share on Nazi propaganda techniques. Um, I don't think I have it prepared for this evening, but that's okay. And then to go over to the U.S. government, yeah, uh, we, did, we do these things too. The CIA's control of the press, Operation uh, Mockingbird, with the mighty Wurlitzer, was exposed in the Church Committee hearings of 1976, where it came out that the CIA was playing, paying hundreds of reporters slash editors for the product placement of agency propaganda. Um, and then the Soviet Union slash Russia... Uh, Stalin famously had murdered Soviet leaders uh, airbrushed out of pictures. So, And then over in East Germany, they only had one channel, and it was the government's channel. All right. <sighs> the use of manufactured terrorism. This is a technique used throughout history to unite populations behind the government against manufactured external enemies. Such as the FBI provided the explosives to its informant uh, Imad Salam in in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing and FBI slash uh, ATF uh, number one suspects in the Oklahoma City bombing. Al-Qaeda and ISIS-ISIL are proxy armies funded and controlled by intelligence agencies at the top, and many of the beheading videos and other filmed atrocities are cartoonish and obviously fake. They are designed to play on American fears. For example, it was recently revealed that the Pentagon paid British PR firm Bell Pottinger uh, $550,000 540 million to create fake terrorist propaganda films. Kind of want to look at that. That's a large article. Anyways. Um, uh, Over in Nazi Germany, it was widely believed that the Nazi party burned down their own parliament, including the Reichstag fire and blamed the incident on their political competitors, the communists, to seize power. The domestic uh, Oklahoma City bombing, 9-11, hundreds of FBI agent provocateur domestic terrorist plots to create the illusion of terrorism to justify government existence in the United States. Foreign uh, Al-Qaeda 
what we've done, you know, manufactured terrorism on on foreign shores through Al Qaeda, ISIS, our CIA proxy armies, Operation Gladio created false flag terror in Europe, the Phoenix program in Vietnam. Um, over in the Soviet Union, Russian apartment bombings in 1999, a series of apartment bombings were blamed on Chechen separatists, but the explosives and a car used by the perpetrators were traced back to the FSB, which is the Russian Federal Security Service. This was post-Soviet era, and no known cases of uh, manufactured terrorism in East Germany, so we'll just keep powering forward here. The use of false flag events, um, manufactured intelligence and lies to start wars. A false flag is when a country, usually through its intelligence services, manufactures an apparent or slash actual attack from another country or a terrorist event to unite the public behind the government, restrict evil, uh, restrict civil liberties, and benefit politically uh, connected firms, military industrial complex companies, and banking interests. Okay, so over in Nazi Germany, the uh, Gleiwitz uh, incident was designed to create the illusion that Poland was aggressing against Germany. It started when German operatives led by Alfred Nujox, now Jox, I don't know, seized the radio station at Gleiwitz in uh, order to broadcast messages in Polish, urging Poles in uh, uh, Silesia, I don't know how to pronounce any of these, because I don't speak foreign languages, and I feel like such a jerk for that, but I'm doing my best um, to attack Germans. This was followed by actions used to make the attack more convincing, including a Polish prisoner of the Gestapo, um, Francis Hoynwick, was <laughs> was dressed in a Polish uniform and killed before being presented to the press as proof that the attack was the work of Polish saboteurs. Over in the U.S., yeah, world, uh, getting us into World War II was Pearl Harbor. Dragging us into Vietnam was the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, dragging us into the first Gulf War was the, <laughs> the Kuwaiti babies tossed from incubators, uh, the Downing Street memo. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there the sinking of the ship that dragged us into World War One? Um, anyways, the global war on terror, 9-11 false flag, a uh, bunch of links there for the best documentaries, the best books, best websites. Um, and getting us into Libya was the Libyan troops raping women while on Viagra, which is made by Pfizer. Uh, Syria was the chemical weapons attack on uh, Dauma, and Iran in 2020 was the IEDs and the embassy attack. So over in Soviet Russia, um, the shelling of Manila, uh, this was a false flag incident in which the Soviet army shelled the Soviet town of Manila and uh, blamed it on Finland as as a uh, casus belly to start the winter war and east germany never did this kind of stuff so they don't have that on their on their hands there 
the secret government slash real power structures use of political assassinations of rivals, whistleblowers, and dissidents. Um, Freemason Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson appointed Mason Earl Warren to investigate the death of John F. Kennedy. Mason and member of the 33rd degree, Gerald R. Ford, was instrumental in suppressing what little evidence of a conspiratorial nature reached the commission. Responsible for supplying information to the commission was Mason, FBI director, and member of the 33rd degree, J. Edgar Hoover. Former CIA director and Mason, Alan Dulles, was responsible for most of his agency's data supplied to the panel. This is from King Kill 33. Um, did Nazi Germany pull this kind of stuff? Uh, yeah. Uh, Ernest Rome, Knight of the Long Knives, former Chancellor Kurt von uh, Schlieker, and Gustav Ritter von Kahr. Um, COVID list was Carrie Mullis, Nobel Prize winning inventor of the PCR test and exposer of Tony Fauci's AIDS scam. Professor Bing Liu, Brady Vaughn, uh, Tanza, Tanzania. Oh, I, I, yeah, the text is pretty. Tanzania, President John uh, Magofuli. Um, the U.S., of course, John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, Martin Luther King, uh, and we have some highly suspected in cases here. Uh, the congressman Larry McDonald, Paul Wellstone, John Kennedy Jr., Vince Foster, Clinton, the Clinton body count, uh, which is a whole show in itself, so on and so forth. Then, of course, you know, the U.S., also Jeffrey Epstein, Thomas Bowers, who was uh, Trump and Epstein's private banker, Anthony Bourdain, Barry Seal, um, Salvatore Cincinnati, a.k.a. Senator uh, Linda Smith, and NYPD Deputy Chief Stephen Silks. Um, in the Soviet Union a list of 45 plus political assassinations in the Soviet Union and Russia. So there's like 40. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot in Soviet Russia. I mean, you breathe wrong over there and you're dead. You know, modern Russia, 10 critics of Vladimir Putin who died in suspicion or suspicious or violent ways. And, uh, Zalim Khan comes. I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm not going to try. I did. I tried anyways. Okay. And then East Germany, Swedish journalist Katz Falk, and German student Beno Onesorg. Okay. Uh, political temples dedicated to the state and its deities. In the United States, many government schools, scout troops, military training, slash postings, veteran groups, controlled opposition, protests, etc., offer optional low-cost, slash price-supported trips to Washington, D.C., or your Mecca. As a brief aside, when it was, uh, when I was in public schools, 
and it was our turn to go. That was at the same time where those dudes were like sniping people from rooftops down in Washington, D.C. So we got to go to uh, Gettysburg instead. Hooray. Um, yeah, we went to like Gettysburg and Jamestown. And then like they took us to Bush Gardens to go over over to a theme park. Um, anyways, that was that was hell on earth. Um, impressionable middle school kids slash high school students, scouts, recruits, soldiers are taken into the cathedral of the Capitol building and the temples along the uh, Potomac and mall and shown the deities in solemn reverence. They are subtly conditioned into the hidden religion of statism. Uh, in Nazi Germany, the Aaron Temple, uh, were two temples in Munich constructed by the Nazis in 1935 that housed the uh, sarcophagi of 16 members of the party who had been killed in the Beer Hall pushed. Uh, a failed coup attempt. They were later destroyed by the U.S. military during the, the denazification. The U.S. has the Lincoln and Jefferson Memorials mon Monument to, uh, to Lincoln. Um, a tyrant who has been whitewashed by statist historians. Lincoln crushed political self-determinism, imprisoned dissenting newspaper editors, conscripted or enslaved free men, uh, passed sedition laws, and was one of the first to wage total warfare on civilian populations rather than simply fighting between opposing government armies. In the Soviet Union, Moscow Palace of Soviets, which is unfinished, the 1,362-foot, um, or 14, oh, sorry, 415-meter-high palace was to be crowned by a monumental statue of Vladimir Lenin. They don't have anything like this over in East Germany. Now we're talking about some money here, folks. Monopoly government fiat money steals value secretly from the population. The source of much of organized crime's power is the ability to force the citizenry to use monopoly money, which the government and its agents slash allies in banking are allowed to manufacture out of thin air using fractional reserve banking while other forms of currency like silver and gold and private cryptocurrencies are banned. This allows the ruling class to buy up and consolidate industry and keep it, keeps the population poor by quietly stealing the value of what they earn and save through inflation. Absent the crooked monopoly money system with a stable currency, purchasing power should be going up each year as innovations and productivity improvements reduce the cost in producing the necessities and luxuries of life. Over in Nazi Germany, unbacked fiat paper tickets were issued by a private central bank, the Reich, the Reich Bank. Uh, private banks were allowed to create money out of thin air, even though the practice is inherently inflationary and steals the value out of everyone else's money. Oh my God, the U.S. government unbacked fiat paper tickets are issued by a private central bank called the Federal Reserve. Fed-backed banks are allowed to create money out of thin air using fractional reserve banking. 
even though it is inflationary and steals the value out of everyone else's money. So fractional reserve banking is like then you go to if you go and deposit a thousand dollars in the bank, they only keep a hundred of it, and then they they you know they they kind of just like loan out the other nine hundred, so they never really have the amount in the bank um, that you deposited. Citizens' gold coins were stolen through the forced con- uh, conversion in nineteen thirty three. Silver coins were stolen in 1965 and replaced by base metal tokens. Soviet Russia. Unbacked fiat paper tickets were issued by a state-owned central bank in, in Go, uh, Goss Bank, called Goss Bank. Uh, Goss Bank was allowed to create money out of thin air even though it's, it is inflationary and steals the value out of everyone else's money. And they even did it over in East Germany. Worthless outside of East Germany, even in the government's own inter shops, which carried high-quality imported goods, they would not accept their own currency. Um, did these four governments spy on their own citizens? You betcha. Uh, organized crime spies on the citizenry to track, trace, and control the population. Uh, political puppets and journalists can be blackmailed. Potential whistleblowers and crisis actors can be monitored. Honest journalists like Michael Hastings, Gary Webb, and Danny Casolari are are often killed when it becomes apparent through the surveillance uh, that they are about to expose government criminality. Um, So what do they use over in Germany? They use the Gestapo. Employed over, uh, employed over 150,000 informants, agents, and accessory personnel. Gestapo agents and informants concentrated on finding suspected political dissidents of the Third Reich. Spying on citizens became pervasive, and the Gestapo encouraged people to turn in, quote, suspected persons to the local authorities. Over in the U.S., the NSA, FBI, and CIA... They engage in an illegal, unconstitutional, and warrantless wiretapping of the entire population. Much of this was exposed by the whistleblowers William uh, Binney and Edward Snowden. No officials have been arrested or charged. Approximately 35,000 people work for the FBI, 21,000 for the CIA, and less than 100,000 for the NSA. But the actual number is classified. Dun, dun, dun. In Soviet Union, Russia, the KGB successor, the FSB, still publicly monitors all telecommunications under SORM, S-O-R-M, the government's official surveillance system. About 490,000 people worked for the KGB in 1973. More recent accurate numbers are not available. East Germany, at the Stasi, there was one full-time there was one full-time agent for every 166 people and one informer for every 6.5 people. When the Berlin Wall fell in 1989, about 189,000 people were informers for the secret police. Over 620,000 people worked undercover for the Stasi in both East and West Germany during the 51 years of the communist state's existence. 
All four of these republics had torture as policy. Evidence of cacistocracy, or the rule by the worst scum imaginable, and statist mind control where cult members will follow any order no matter how immoral and cruel and or continue to support the government which such obvious crimes when such obvious crimes became known known torturer Gina Haspel currently heads the CIA over in Nazi Germany yeah torture techniques included putting people's hands in boiling water until their skin and fingernails came off pressing a hot poker into their hands, hanging persons by their hands, which were uh, secured behind their backs, and then gashing the soles of their feet and making the victims walk on salt, pulling teeth and cutting and twisting off ears. Over in the U.S., we have the Abu Ghraib prison, the Guantanamo Bay. We have nine CIA black sites, Homan Square, and Chicago. Such techniques such as waterboarding, which simulates drowning, Stress positions, beatings, sexual abuse, Russian roulette, forced nudity, restricted diets, and sleep deprivation. And that's just a few. Over in Soviet Russia, techniques included sleep deprivation for a period of seven to nine days, imposed through constant waking, through slaps to the face, beating or striking all sensitive areas of the body with a brass rod or whip. Whip as well as pulling hair from the genitals. Over in East Germany, techniques included the burning and mutilation of the genitals, as well as physical beating. The above image shows a water torture room in the um, Hohenschenhausen prison complex. How'd I do on that one, guys? Not bad. Anyways... Uh, secret prisons, for-profit prisons for victimless crimes, uh, concentration camps, and black sites. A clear sign that your government is run by organized crime and bad people are secret extrajudicial uh, prisons. Concentration camps for ethnic minorities or for-profit prisons where people incarcerated for victimless crimes are forced to work as slave labor for cartel companies. Uh, over in Nazi Germany, yeah, they got these. They got those over there. You know them. An estimated 1,200 to 14,000 uh, plus permanent or temporary concentration camps. Forced ghettoization with some slave labor camps run by specific companies. Auschwitz III was run by RG, IG uh, Farben, which is now Bayer and Monsanto. Um, maybe we get to it in a minute, but IBM also, uh, had their fingers in the whole concentration camp thing. They were the ones that were in charge of like keeping the books organized and making sure everyone had the numbers on their arms from what I can remember. Uh, the U S government. Yeah, we got the camps, you know, we love camping, uh, camp Delta, Guantanamo Bay, Japanese internment camps during World War II, uh, Homan Square in, uh, in Chicago, CIA black sites in a dozen countries, uh, communications management units, over 500,000 uh, incarcerated for victimless crimes, with some forced uh, to work as slave labor in uh, for-profit prisons. 
what bring what comes to mind is um what's her face Kam, uh, Kamala Harris that bitch she's uh she's guilty of this kind of shit you know keeping people over their sentence making prisoners go and put out wildfires all sorts of crazy stuff even in my own hometown the sheriff of the county he would take people from the county uh jail and like bring them to his house and they would like paint the exterior of his house so like this is just it's just weird and it's it's fucked up anyways let's move on to soviet russia the soviet gulag 50 plus camps and 400 plus labor colonies imprisoning 18 plus uh, 18 million plus between 1930 and 1953, resulting in over 1.5 million deaths with many purely political prisoners. Purely political prisoners. Purely political prisoners. Um, the Hohenschönhausen prison complex, where East Germans trying to, uh, where East Germans trying to escape to the West were taken and tortured. So they got it. They all got it. <clears throat> So use of uh, conscription to forcefully enslave people to fight wars and further indoctrinate them into the government's ideology and discipline. Yeah, we all four of them have it. Forced participation in wars and murderous programs of the state or incarceration over there in Nazi Germany. Um, yeah, all of them have that. Did they manufacture enemies to unite the population under the government? Yeah, all four of them did that too. Uh, the U.S. financial and military industrial complex companies, including IBM, Standard Oil, General Motors, and Ford, supported the Nazis as an excuse to wage war and reap billions in profits. Yeah, I think Anthony Sutton wrote a book called Wall Street and the um, Wall Street and the Nazis, or something like that. But um, oh, here we go. U.S. support for the Soviet Union was exposed by Anthony Sutton in the books Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution and the best enemy money can buy. Uh, Major Racy jo Jordan was a whistleblower who documented that covert support firsthand, and from Major Jordan's diaries, Al-Qaeda and ISIS are creations of the U.S. intelligence agencies. Um, the Soviet Union, the Soviets represented the other side of the coin, menacing their own population with the threat of the U.S. to ensure obedience and to transfer wealth from the population to their own military-industrial complex companies. And, but, and over in East Germany, uh, yeah, by extension of their control by the Soviet Union. So, um, Use of paid political violence at the rallies of their political opposition. The Sturm... The... Uh, Sturm, Sturm, <laughs> the brown shirts <laughs> were paid political operatives of the National Socialist German Workers Party, similar similar to U.S. Uh, the U.S. Democratic Party, who were paid to disrupt political rallies of opposition candidates. U.S. government current, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the latest example was exposed in the October 2016 after investigator uh, investigative reporters with Project Veritas 
spent a year undercover capturing dozens and dozens of incriminating conversations of engineered violence at Trump rallies, including using the mentally ill and coordinated um, by Hillary Clinton personally. So we have even more updated. uh, I mean, there's more speculation on that about more current things with like January 6th and all sorts of things that happened in the summer of 2020 with the BLM riots all over the place, you know, agent provocateurs all over the place, you know, FBI informants out in Michigan, 12 of them. Well, F well, no, a group of 14 people allegedly made plans to kidnap a sitting or a, a, a governor of the state of Michigan and 12 out of the 14 of those people were working for the FBI at the time. They're FBI agents and they just convinced the other two guys to go along with this stupid plan. Um, Soviet Russia, they seized political power by violence and murder in a scheme financed by organized crime on wall street to test and develop stricter slavery than tax slavery or the mafia model of the West. And, uh, over in East Germany, no, they were just enslaved and ruled by the Soviet Union. So, so there. Um, so that kind of almost wraps it up. We'll go over this, and and uh, the the propaganda using religious statism. I'm sorry, symbolism. Uh, it's no accident that the mainstream media or the propaganda arm of organized crime is constantly using trick photography to give the rulers, political puppets, uh, the appearance of holiness using religious symbolism. It is one of the many ways to the rulers indoctrinate the masses with a pseudo religion called statism slipped to them using government schools, scouting, military and police training and mainstream media propaganda and news film and television programming. Let's get a look at these. At these, I mean, need I say more? I mean, look at this. They got halos. Give me a break. I mean, it just goes on, folks. On and on and on. Um, the... Let me just read this one page here. I think that this might be it. Yeah, you know what? We'll continue right from... Uh, we'll conti- We'll pick this up in a couple more weeks, folks. We'll pick it, up, pick it up right from here in a couple more weeks. And we're just going to keep powering through. We're just going to keep going on with, with this for a while. And um, we'll just go over it again. Like we did a couple, like a year ago or something like that, but... Yeah, we'll just do that. And, you know, like, uh, I guess that'd be a pretty good time. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll organize it so we can do some, we can do some calls because I'm interested in doing that. I have, I have the technology. I just need to set it up. And I didn't want to do it tonight because I wasn't sure exactly how this was going to go, but it's going to be, it's going to be something that I'm going to do in the future. And then I'll take your, I'll take your calls 
um, over on the Telegram platform in order to join the call group in which you'll be able to call into the show. Go to my website, freeyourmindne.com, um, and you can navigate your way through that website and uh, find the invite link to the Telegram channel, and that will be the call-in room. And we'll plan on doing that in a couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully it'll work out. So come back next week at 9 uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be doing Black Pill Digest, and we're going to be going into the government indoctrination camps that you people call well, maybe not you people, but most people call public education, government schools. And uh, I can't wait for that. So thank you all for tuning in. My name is James Cordiner. You've been watching A Hitchhiker's Guide to Truth. Check out my website, freeyourmindne.com. And uh, I thank you all for your time and attention this evening. And as I always do, I'd like to end the show this evening by reminding everybody just to do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do not because you're expecting an award or anything of the sort but the greatest award is just living your life according to the principles of natural law and not causing harm will willingly causing harm to other living things and uh yeah just knowing for yourself that you know the difference between right and wrong and that you chose to do right no matter what. So with that being said, I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And I'll see you guys at another time. Goodbye. Good night.